All right. So this is episode two of Matrix Unraveling. I'm here, uh, Tomorrow's Veggies. You can find me on Instagram, Tomorrow's Veggies. Twitter, Tomorrow's Veggie, no S on the veggies. And um, I'm here with my co-host, if you would like to introduce yourself. Yes, hi, everyone. I um, go by Ama Akata. You can find me on Instagram at AmaXAkata and the spelling should be in this video. If it's not, it's A-M-A-X-A-K-A-T-A. I am excited for episode two of Matrix Unraveling, the continuous act of, you know, breaking it down and getting into it. So, yeah, for the second episode, it seems like Brian got the floor to, you know, get into um, a particular part of the Matrix. So, go ahead. Right. Um, so, thank you. So, mm -hmm. um, this episode, we're going to touch on algorithms and a little bit of what it means, a little bit how it shows up in our lives and, and figure it out. So let me pull up a, a short definition of algorithms that we can find just off of a quick little Google. So in mathematics and computer science, an algorithm is a finite sequence of well-defined computer implementable instructions typically to solve a class of problems to perform a computation. Um, so what am I getting from here is a finite sequence. So it's a sequence that is, um, has set parameter of well, a well-defined uh, finite sequence. Um, so it's, it's going to be clear and it's going to, and it's going to be with a certain parameter typically to solve a problem uh, and to perform a computation. So uh, ultimately to achieve an end result. Um, there's another definition that I found, a process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem solving operations, especially by a computer. So we are getting um, a computer, like we're getting the computer, we're com computer science, Right. Uh, computer being the the word that also sounds like computation, you know, like um, doing computations like, you know, so some people think that the world is made up of math. Some people say that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so algorithm was first coined by somebody named Abu Jafar Muhammad. Um, so that could be the beginning of the word algorithm so mm -hmm. my interpretation of what it means is that it's a set of equations where you put you, you you have an input and you're going to get an output it's um a, a, a repeatable output um i was watching a video and it was also talking about how you can use things like algorithms to sort out information to put uh -huh. information in order you know, from greatest to least, um, to organize things. So we have these aspects already in our minds. Um, to bring it down to a level 
that is a more personal level of this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. Our lives from young is developing algorithms with time. And then when we get to like a certain age, we can start to really reflect and correct algorithms. Cause like I, the way I see algorithms is like our daily habits. So, you know, you, you have certain rituals that create a progressive result in your life that is either leaning you towards entropy or creating more life into your life. You know, entropy being, um, you know, leading you towards chaos or to a better order, uh, orderliness um, for a, a long, sustaining, healthy life, you know? So, like, you could either be heading towards hell or headed towards heaven, like, um, based upon what you do daily, you know? Like, if you let your body erode, you know, not working out is a computation, working out and, and, and having a routine for your body, that is a computation. You know, your finances is a computation. Um, it's up to you to set up those algorithms in place so that you have habits that facilitate um, desired results in your life. And that's, and that's, that's on the personal level. And then the the, 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 the bigger level is, is that society itself is made of other humans who have computations that they rock with, that they, you know, and then the society itself has um, computations or algorithms rather that are put in place for its benefit. So mm -hmm. we have all these competing forces and you as the individual, you know, you have the most, what they call your sphere of influence you know that's th those are the computations you can actually deal with and adjust in order to create a desired momentum in your life you know um right. I, that's 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 about what, what do you what do you think <laughs> <laughs> no I, how, how'd i do that's no nah, that was real no you definitely opened up the topic well um there are different pockets um, that I I did wanted to um, I resonated with and I kind of wanted to sprinkle a little bit of my perspective into it to you know I bring my flavor into how I see things um, and you're definitely accurately correct when it comes to um, well first things for defining algorithms in the sense that like as soon as you mention algorithms like that becomes like equations based and math based, right? Like if you right. go on Google right now and you write algorithms and matrix, like you're right away, that's like the mathematician's world. You're gonna get a whole bunch of equations. And for me, I began to now see when those two worlds parallel, like matrix would, like if you're looking at a math problem, the matrix is the math problem and the algorithm is the equation that comes from the math problem right and so in a way it can seem like algorithms are impersonal they're not exactly about well how are you feeling today they're very like analytical right very mm -hmm. numbers based um but even numbers based are based on emotions and feelings right because 
one thing I really love about being a human is that a lot of things are based on us, right? So you talked about how, you know, as we get older, there are different algorithms in place that are formulating with everything that we learn, right? Different processes that are um, evolving through everything that we go through, creating different sense of um, order, right? Chaos mm -hmm. can have some sort of weird order to it, right? And, mm -hmm. and that's part of why sometimes things are hard to unlearn because your body has a certain habit, certain algorithm already in place and mm -hmm. you got to change it up if you want to change that's what that change becomes and um one thing i realized also is that like the brain like computers are uh modeled after the brain okay like networks and how all of those um mm -hmm. how things are formed how search works search works when it comes to um networks and stuff don't i'm there are people out here who are gonna be like show me the facts and i'm be like the facts are out there i can't give it to you right now but just <laughs> look it up look it up and if i'm wrong you know call me out i'd love to discuss oh man it. <laughs> i have to actually i actually have to bring that up one day and we could do a little screen share because i i i did have a website that showed what each part of the brain oh not the brain each part of the computer does and what it models itself after um the only issue is is that that website has been moved and i was going to bring it up last episode but i couldn't find it like on the fly so oh dang it's and cool now, though and now, now i'm going to keep a mental note moving forward so I, so by, by next episode we're going to have that facts oh that'd be dope i'm write that down too so that i could have that next time too um so yeah where i was actually going with that is while we while humans create algorithms like that you could see outwardly like you can see how they're formulating the equations and once it's put into computers like you can actually go and see the back end of things right like the algorithm for a web page like the code um mm -hmm. we have that within us like immensely like imagine telling yourself to go to the kitchen you are not telling your legs the exact angle it needs to take in order to protect your knee and still get from point A to point B. You don't do that. You just think, I got to go. And your body does it. <laughs> it just goes to it. And it communicates through different algorithms that are in place to do so. That's why even babies, they need to learn to walk. They need to get those algorithms in place for that. Um, and I would say prior to this conversation, I didn't use algorithm to define that. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I can because um, angles are part of math, right? Like which degree does this need to be angled at in order to create this shape? And when you're moving your leg, your knees and everything, all of those are angle based. You know, there's mm -hmm. a certain point you can't move your leg past those that's not a sustainable, <laughs> you know, it's not a sustainable algorithm for your life. <laughs> um, so it, 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 it'll, it'll break the, 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 the defined, the defined, uh, let's see what dimensions the that you yeah, get. Yeah. yeah. That exactly. you can function within. So, um, yeah. So when we talk algorithms, it's a, it's kind of this like, 
it has this sexiness to it, but it's impersonal. You know, um, it's 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 analysis based, and thinking like that can help us get out of our own heads when it comes to um, understanding things. Mm-hmm. It becomes more mental than it is visual than it is like you know like artistry you can make art out of it but it's a very observant type of um sense right and i think it's um while we get lost in well it's good to broaden our like allow words to expand in the ways we see it because oftentimes we might hear the word algorithm and automatically like feel alienated to the term. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know. Well, the Instagram algorithm got my newsfeed looking like this. All right, cool. But that's not the only place algorithms take shape and form. And once we learn that, we can start to put characteristics to different types of algorithms that we want or that we seek or even just observe is this healthy is this algorithm healthy or if it's not healthy how could it what do i prefer and then that's when that's when innovation takes place that's when innovation takes place because um if you look at equations then you got to be like oh then what's a what's b what's c you know what are the different parts of these moving pieces and what pieces may not be there even though I, like, I need them, you know? It's for it to be a healthy space. And I'm gonna let you chime in on that because I was about to take it into something else, but like, I'll let you chime (laughs) in before I do that. Let me think. Taking a break from your, hmm. So, all right. So we all have like a certain algorithm that we've accumulated through time. This is what I've been thinking about. And, um, you know, you see how to actually make progress in your workouts, you have to like surprise your body, your body Mm -hmm. actually, like, you know, you could do this workout consistently and you'll see some progress but there'll be a moment where you reach a plateau and then you have to actually switch it up on your body like instead of you like there's there's like maybe like all right say a bicep curl there's Mm -hmm. possibly um there's i think a possibility of uh three ways that you can shock your body into a different expectation so all right you can either increase the amount of reps you do so that's Mm -hmm. that's the amount of curls that you actually do you can increase the amount of weight that you have and that's another way um and i forgot what the other one would be but the the essential idea is is to kind of break those algorithms for the possibility of growth you know like for the possibility to grow your body um you want to usually change things up and i think that that's an important 
thing to keep in mind as you start to grow more mature and older and get more stuck in your ways? Because I guess the the beauty about being young is the fact that you don't know much and and you are like everything is essentially new to you. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have many algorithms and filters and lenses and systems of thoughts that you can see the world through. So you're completely in learn mode. As you get older, you get into grooves. You, you have, um, you have chains of thoughts where it's like, Oh, I, I have made, I can make a prediction based on what has happened in the past to me, what can happen in the future. So I'm going to take these measures and, right. and, and that in itself is almost um, these predi- predictions are based on equations that we create for ourselves. So, you know, we often don't have to think or change. We can live our lives based on these, those equations, but if you want to get different results in your life, or if you want to find ways to improve, you have to look, you have to like sometimes take that little step back and rethink your step-by-step equations. Like, have I tried getting out of the bed this way in the morning? Or have I, you know, one one thing, one thing like, like to, to just get on a personal note, you know, what's really messed up my equations, my, my phone, like over, oh over, the, la- over, over, over the last couple years, the, the phone has, has taken over a very important part of the day, which is the immediate time you wake up and the time that you go to bed. And, you know, usually, I mean, I remember I was old enough. I'm old enough to remember at one point in my life when I didn't have the phone in my life. And mm-hmm. my, hold on, I have my alarm went off. Speaking of phones. Speaking of phones. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, you know, I remember when I was young and, and I didn't have a phone to check for a thousand notifications or see what's right. happening new in the world. Um, and I would wake up in the morning. I would go use the bathroom, I'd brush my teeth, I'd take a shower, I'd, I'd get out of, you know, I'd have a certain chain of thought. And it's usually because I had a purpose, which was to go to school. So you'd wake up at six to get to, to, get to school by like eight or 7.30, depending if right. you like we're, we're hanging out in the lunchroom or not. So in order to get to school, you'd, you'd activate these sequences and Today, when I was thinking about algorithms, algorithms, that's the first thing I, I, I noticed about my daily life where it's like, oh, I've, I've like this, this phone has totally usurped that chain of commands because sometimes I'm on, I'm on four different apps um, before I even like, I, I, like I'm in bed probably for like half an hour or two from half an hour to an hour, depending on what I'm doing in the day um before i even go into the bathroom and that's not cool <laughs> i'm a little upset about that and and this conversation itself is bringing a, awareness to that type of equation and i'm just like right. okay what can i do to to um to make it better you know and and that's you know that's, that, that's mm-hmm. what i'm talking about live 
That's really interesting. I'm glad you brought this up because now this talks about how algorithms can infiltrate. Um, or maybe there's another word for it. I guess I'm being dramatic. But mm-hmm. how they can be used for as a tool or a weapon, right? Everything can be used as a tool or a weapon. And in that sense, I think what happens is um, algorithms then become like the mechanisms inside of the matrix that allows matrix to be used as a weapon, right? Um, In our last podcast, I talked about how I brought up this quote or this description of a quote, because I don't think I quoted it exactly how it's usually quoted, but how your tool, you have to move your tool like it's an extension of you, right? Mm. Like if you're a sword wielder, um, whatever you wield, whether it's your pen, whatever you hold, do you use it like an extension of your body of who you are, right? And so when you look at the phone, what ends up happening is that the, the phone if un if un what's the word unmonitored because regulated the phone monitored unregulated right or unmonitored the phone is a way how strangers can get to you without even being near you period right right, right anyway right. in the world so yeah there's the phone but how does it actually how does that actually manifest? It's not the phone itself. It's not the physical device. When it comes to the physical device, there's something else in there that does its own invasion. But we're not going to talk about this in this. And I know you know a lot about it. You have the whole song about it, right? <laughs> 5G. But, um, but I would say algorithms are a way in which is also, um, is like the bullets, could be like the bullets that are used to kind of like infiltrate us. Like now the phone sees us as an extension of it instead of it being an extension of us, right? We have to Mm -hmm. be able to be aware of when that shift is happening where it's starting to consume us. Because when we talk about algorithms, now we go back into what we talked about a little earlier is where are they getting the data to process from? Right. How are they able to fine tune algorithms so they're so precise through our data, through our, mm. what we have? That's what makes that's what makes their whoever's algorithm, whether it's an app developer, whether it's um, whoever it is, they monitor our actions based on how we interact with different apply um, apps. The apps are short for yeah. applying. They, 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 they follow data points. Exactly. They, they, Some, they create, they create mm-hmm. data points. Like you see when, um, when, Facebook, when Facebook first came up, they created all the categories like, hey, what are your favorite movies? Hey, what's your favorite right. music? What, what gender are you? How old are you? Um, what's your race? Right. Uh, where are you from? You know, all these, qu- these, are, these are data points. Data, that, all those quizzes that you thought were just regular play play quizzes. No, they weren't. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't fun. They weren't just for fun. Oh, what color would you be if you were a color? Oh, no. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, then the next ad has that specific color targeted towards you because it's just you like know? it's a higher rate that you like that color. So, Or the next sneaker that pops off, it's in your favorite color because your favorite company was investing in those like in these data collecting 
companies to know what color to make the sneakers they really need you to buy. So you might think, oh, that's dope because I always wanted a purple sneaker. Yeah, but um, about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have foot support. Like now you're going based on your favorite color and you forgot all the other mechanisms to why you're buying what you're buying. Like, does it have traction? Can it help you in the snow? Or is it just for you to look fly for the next picture? You know, because mm-hmm. what I was getting at is that these algorithms end up infiltrating us based on our honesty to share mm-hmm. when you know, when we when you get older, you're careful to tell what to because you don't know how they're going to use it against you. And that's the same Whoa. behavior. That's one thing we need to also be careful of with the Internet, because now you're telling me you rather give that to strangers. <laughs> that right. take from you um and so like it's 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 really interesting um where was i going to go with that uh, uh yeah so you talk about how you would have your risings to kind of go through your natural human thoughts where now we have tabs that follow us maybe halfway through the year if depending on what you're studying we almost like Like, we invest our full curiosity into searching for things. And while that's cool and all, I think we we need to make room for our internal natural algorithms to be able to be without having to consult digital algorithms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know overall that's going to be my that's going to be my overall goal for wednesdays um, I, mm-hmm. I i i don't know what the name of this particular twitter account i actually podcasted about it this morning so if you guys want to check out that podcast it's going to be the first of my tea series because um I'm, I'm, I'm centering a lot around tea and i'm going to be recording it on wednesdays along with this podcast so after, I, I i don't know what the name of this Twitter account is, I know you know who I'm talking about. It's like, I don't know if it's Ketu or something, like it's something like that. Like it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual Twitter. You know what I'm talking about? He's always talking about Monday tribe, Tuesday tribe, Wednesday tribe based upon no. when you were born. You don't know who I'm talking about? Because you, you all up on spiritual Twitter too, you know, hood healer. And it's, like I only know, if, it's, it's interesting. I don't, I try not to categorize people. Because some, because when you categorize, we based on hegemonic culture, right? Okay. When we categorize things, we end up creating worlds that mimic other worlds by accident. Whoa, so, what like, do you mean? What does that mean? Okay, so let's go to let's talk hip hop, right? You got the hip hop artists that everybody knows, the popular ones, the ones who mm-hmm. get all the awards, and then the underground hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about spiritual Twitter. All right, fine. Then you got the ones that everybody knows, the ones who get all the attention, and then the underground ones. If, mm-hmm. if you really look into, like, if you really look into how people these days utilize categories, that's what we end up doing. So for me, I guess I know the people who are spiritual. I know people who are spiritual on Twitter, but I don't know spiritual Twitter. That's the best mm. way to explain it. I know like three, I follow three people who are spiritual people that happen to be on Twitter. <laughs> okay. But when it comes to the community, I really don't know what is what is on and popping. I don't know who's the flyest in town. I don't know 
Yeah, you know, I, don't, I, don't know that. I don't know who the flyest one in town is either, but okay. So it's, um, let me see. How can I send this to you? Can you pull, can you pull up your Twitter for right quick, right quick? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to send this right over to you live while we on this. Live um, and direct. Well, what's your, what's your handle now again? I'm a ex Akata. I'm a I'm an ex Akata. Akata. I have to start oh. saying it in my accent. I got to stop playing. <laughs> I'm an ex oh, yes. you, you got an unk as your, uh, as your, uh, name. your name. I'm going name. for s- symbols. All right. So, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I've never heard of this person. Okay, perfect. So part of their discourse, what they bring to the timeline mm-hmm. is, um, is, uh, the, the different days of the week are rule is ruled by a planet right like you got moon day monday tuesday oh Mars. yeah i know all about that yeah 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 right right mercury so in Mercury's his wednesdays for communication yeah 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 so in their in their platform they make it a thing that okay the day that you were you were born that's the that's the tribe quote unquote you're part of and that's the energy that was put on you for that day and apparently it's a spiritual practice to fast on those days and that's Ghanaian culture that's what my mother does yes okay Ghanaian culture you're named after the day you're born and my my mother does that on the day that she's born she fasts because that's what my grandmother told her it's interesting though when you're born on a Saturday like me and that's a work-based day it's really hard to fast and work your hardest (laughs) <laughs> so is that's it a work Saturday? Yes, yeah, Saturdays are Saturn days, and Saturn is very work centric based. Um, Saturdays are about discipline and about um, determination. I don't. I don't want to get too fringe on this, but the 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 Orthodox Jews don't lift a finger on Saturdays. Yeah, that's them. That's them. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave it. Let's leave it at that, and let's get back. Let's, let's get it back on track. Let's leave it at that. I just wanted to hear a response. To it. That's all. Um, <laughs> let's 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 not let's not go down that rabbit hole today. Nah, let's be real. It's just on as them. That's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do yeah. them. All right. So uh, so you know the the so he suggests to fast on those days and. I have no idea why, but I made, you know, I, 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 I used my intuition to fig to come up for a reason why, you know, so like the whole process of fasting, right? What, what happens to your body when it's fasting? It's, it's throwing out the trash, you know, it's, it's making sure to eliminate what is not useful and it starts to prepare your body to clean itself. So that's why it's that's- very important to fast. Um, right uh what else happens when you're fasting i i personally experience um like once you once you get past your addicted mind when you're fasting because it is part of what the fast does as well like you know you you you're you're in a rhythm and a and a habit of eating and consuming a lot and dopamine you know dopamine's going on all types of of th- your body's so used to being busy um, when you're fasting. And having things go your way. Yeah. When you're fasting, you 
you, you eliminate that. And the first thing you notice if you haven't fast for a long time is your mind jumping around, making suggestions on what you should do in the empty space that you've just created. It's much like meditation. So when you first start meditating, anybody who's ever meditated, you realize that your mind is busy, 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 busy. So when you want it to just, when you just want to observe the breath, your mind wants to go, hey, what's over there? Hey, what about this? What about that? You know, mm -hmm. so so when you notice when you're fasting, that kind of similar thing happens where your 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 gut and your brain and your body start to make all types of suggestions in terms of food. Like, hey, what if we go get a sandwich? Hey, what about a salad? Hey, what about you know, what about just a little piece of bread and butter? You know, right. like just you just recognize give me your cravings. Yeah. You yeah. Recognize your cravings and they tell you a lot about yourself. Um, if you inquire wisely. And it's interesting, you say you when you get past, I feel like fasting, you break into the barrier, right, of your mm -hmm. stubbornness because you surrender to it. You're like, yes, I'm stubborn. But then you now be, go into the center of yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't leave. You don't go through and past yourself. You are within. When, when I say when I say when, you get past, I mean get past the first wall of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you then you're revealing. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I was just that, further explaining yeah. that because oh, I knew. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I was. I'm. I'm just trying to tune into what you're saying. Yeah, Continue. yeah, yeah. And I was gonna um, add to it that like, you also <clears throat> start to. I, for me, when I. I fast because I realize I work better when I'm hungry. There's a certain type of alertness I have, um, awareness into myself, and it's <laughs> a drive to finish what I started because I know I'm granted something at the end, and I'm very grateful to know that I will be able to provide for myself after the fast. And then also, <clears throat> when we talk health-wise, fasting strengthens your immune system. If you do it past like um, a certain amount of days, like two, two days, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I do say, I do want to say that fasting is not something one should do and just go about their day like they regularly do because I tried to do that and almost passed out and mm -hmm. felt very, 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 very weak because um, the way I went up about it and so like okay what I did was I fasted but I allowed myself to drown at some point in um in negative thoughts mm. and that doesn't help because you already have a limited amount of energy when you're fasting because you're not consuming sugars um mm. or anything to transfer as ATP into energy into your cells and so you want to make sure in a positive way that you focus on the things you want to manifest, the things that make you happy, but then you also make sure to drink water. <laughs> mm -hmm. Drink lots of water. Like some, There's different types of fasts. There are people who do a juice fast, mm -hmm. a water fast, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so for those who don't know how to do a full-on fast, you could do a juice fast. Or if you want to do something closer to a fast, you can have water, but you can blend lemon, cayenne pepper, um, a little bit of agave into it. And um, yeah, 
so the lemon helps detoxify your body as well you know mm-hmm. cleanse you cayenne pepper helps to do the same thing as well as and um a little agave to give you the little bit of sugars you might need but if you're not trying to do no sugar then you know just lemon you just do water but um fasting is great because now going back to the topic as it cleanses you it it can allow you to rewire your algorithms it can allow you to strip away those algorithms that have attached to you that no longer serve you or you do not require you know maybe it can serve you but you don't it serves your ego right or it serves an old ego these things exactly it serves your old ego and brings out qualities of your ego that are not complementary to the rest of who you are and fasting can help you know shake that off your ego and your ego could take its rightful place next to your passion next to your morality and you know and they could all get together to get the right algorithms together to get you to your best optimal self and i think these are the fun ways to talk about algorithms not so mm-hmm. alien or um not um close to us because like i i listened to this one podcast by dr shiva and i really 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 love this podcast so much i thought it was like he made it like three days ago and dude did it last year and what he talks about is the difference between robots and machines and i never thought about it like this Mm. but he really emphasized that we are machines right and that's about i was like you are so Right, we are like supernatural machines. We have different systems all working together correctly daily, moment, every second of the day to do supernatural things daily. Whereas robots are input output based, mm-hmm. solely algorithms. And he was saying, you know, the problem is people talk about AI and AI, the, pro- the problematic AI is actually robots. And the solution is to become the best machine for yourself. Be the, um, not even just for yourself, but just the best machine um, mechanism, right? Because that's where the word machine can be di- derived from. I don't know which derives from what, but yeah, I just wanted to add that into there. So what do you think? I know I just went from cleansing into mechanisms mm. <laughs> I, I loved it it, it just it just you know like when you have a good conversation with someone it justifies being quiet because you want to you want to journey down you hello give me, give me one second i just got hello me... i'm here oh, okay perfect okay i can hear you now yeah, oh I, you, I, you were saying hello to me i thought your phone was ringing i was like it was, it was ringing and then I had to hang it up and then I'm just like, Oh, did it kick me off my laptop? No, 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 no. no. I was here. So, so what I was saying is, is that, you know, uh, when you're speaking to someone that has a lot to share, good, it justifies that silence. And it's just like, all right, let's follow down the rabbit hole and learn something. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me what you think about that though. Like, um, machines and robots or like, or, um, fasting and all of that, all of that. Well, I mean, okay. So 
fasting and, and clearing the algorithms that was a new way of putting it for me and i'm just like yeah because like right now i've only really been doing the, the wednesday fasts for maybe two weeks now like well three this is my third one so the last oh two wow weeks, and and they've just been juices you know so you you're kind of giving me more awareness of what's happening because sometimes there's 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 things that are just like better than other things at doing things because it does so much in one in one action right you feel me? so just the idea that um just as your body is letting go of old attachments you're mm-hmm. also letting go of previous goals of maybe an older ego and outdated ego that you've developed you know things because you know we create so like the way that the ego kind of works is that every time you have a desire you create an ego for it so the ego then values itself based on its proximity to that desired object so if I really, 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 really want women. Mm-hmm. My ego, I will develop an ego that will create its personal value based on my proximity to women. If right. I really, really, really want money, my ego would, would derive its value towards its proximity to money. Right. You know, so you develop egos based on these tiny little goals that you have. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you need that moment of reflection to be like, you know, it's time to shift. Shift gears. Shift gears, you know. So a fast is much like meditation. It's much like the reflection, that pause in your life. So you're able to see um, what your ego has been up to. Like, hey, so what you've been up to and how far along of this goal are you going? Is this even something that you even care about anymore? Like, right. And then you're able to let some of that stuff go, just like with your body, where it's like, listen, are you really craving McDonald's? Because like, we just drove by the McDonald's. Do you really want that? Or is it that you just want anything you could get your little hands on? Like, or you or just can- need more water because you're, you're thirsty, but you're, you're thirst- trying to... You right. you trying to get more salt because you know I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah 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 right because like well, well, misunderstanding those algorithms what they might be actually telling us and how we're choosing to answer them right. Right, like do you really want that or is it this or is it that you know like right like um because what 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 what's what's our body looking for usually in re- in rewards sugar sugar mm-hmm. salt and fat you Facts. know. So, you know, you know, and water and water, like being staying hydrated. But we Um, forget that because the appeal for sugar, salts and fats is being used against us. It's like, hey, get this Coke. Hey, get this. Hey, get this. Hey, get this. Or or things like magnesium, you know, like that. Like there's sometimes Mm -hmm. because we're like they say that magnesium might be the something that we're the most deficient of second to like vitamin d i blame the soil for that but i'll be quiet on that we can get into (laughs) all of that we can get into all of that um but yeah so i was saying um fasting on wednesdays um i wanted to yeah so like I, I agree with what you said about how it also makes you work better and that's what i was getting at that like once you get past 
or through or closer to yourself and into, away from yeah. yeah into yourself um past the initial grabbing for things mm-hmm. you then collect yourself and you are much more focused and that's something that i experienced that like once my body stops jump, jumping for desires it feels more connected to something more cuz you know like right. even even like they, when they say that when you eat something it takes your body like 80 something like 80% or something along or 70% of your of the energy of the food to digest mm-hmm. the food so i can imagine that like when you're eating it's making you a more material a more dense consciousness so you're more right. in the material world right. when you're when you're fasting your consciousness can go okay once you've accepted excuse me once you've accepted the the um, once your body has accepted the putting down of material desires it can then go into higher states of consciousness which is right which is more um aligned with your thoughts and your you know, that entire structure, because you see like the chakras being your lowest chakra being the most material, but as you move higher, it, mm-hmm. it becomes less dense. You know, you right. have your lower chakra, which is physical security and, and things like that. Then uh, the higher up you go, it's, you know, you get to, when you get past the heart, you start to go to your throat chakra and that's more about words. Then you get to your, to your third eye chakra. That's more like imagination. And then the one above that one is, is like, connectedness to source so it's like it becomes more erythial like more towards the aether so you know where your consciousness exists in terms of frequency has a lot to do with that i think i'm just making this up as i go but this has just been what my experience has been that once you get past um that concern for material things through things like fasting um yeah you're you're just more focused because um you're not dealing with material addictions and the polarization because i I feel like that's another thing that you kind of i think when you're in the material world you're hella polarized because the material world is really polarized Mm -hmm. like it's extremely polarized you know like you get into your body and it's like you got gravity going you got you got momentum you got different things pulling and pushing here you know so what I'm saying is, is that fasting on a Wednesday, doing my little tea time podcast, because that's all I'm pretty much consuming for the day. Like a, a tea nice, time podcast, I yeah. like that. And and then ending the night with a a matrix, a matrix, a, a, a conversation about the matrix with you. It's like <laughs> I've kind of I've I've stumbled onto kind of like a really interesting way to set up my Wednesdays, because <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that that's that's what I've noticed today, you know. And we're talking about algorithms, and it fit perfectly too, just right on it, time. It's key. It's key because um, we have to start having initiative on how we decide to schedule. And that's our algorithms, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, um, and once we start doing that, we're giving importance to the things we value because we're saying, hey, I value you so i'm gonna set time to do you because your value you know because yeah. else we accidentally idly be on instagram and lord knows that algorithm is like 
is another one. I was just talking to someone the other day and I was just like, the problem with Instagram is when I first got there, it was literally like a sharing out, like a shareable personal album that I literally felt happy with. Like I was making friends. Like it was literally not about followers. It was about Mm -hmm. the quality of your followers. Mm -hmm. Now it's almost as if when you add someone, it's like this strange like resume slash address book slash mm-hmm. like mood board slash google like it's like this weird space where it just does too much so you have to figure out what you use it for like you just have to especially mm-hmm. if you're an empath and you feel you can't mm-hmm. just be really nilly on it because you'll be used you'll be used into it and mm-hmm. so like one of the Okay, so one of the specific things that I re- realized with the algorithm of Instagram and how, you know, they, they pay people to, to learn how to make it an addictive space, a.k.a. how you could keep coming back, spending mm-hmm. more face time with Instagram. But I digress with that. I realized some, like a lot of the times, I really care about people. So when someone shares things, I genuinely read it. I genuinely store it in my head as information about that person, but not information like, oh, I'm going to pretend I don't know. No, I'm the type that's like, oh, like, hey, what's up? Like, I saw you posted that. How was it? You know, but I realized when I did those, said those things to certain people, they were like, uh, they almost reacted like, you're not my friend. Why should I even talk to you about this? So I started to realize, hmm, maybe instead of having a mute button, it should automatically not really have me see people's posts. Like I have, I think it would be cool if we could actively decide if we want people's posts to show up on our news feeds, like mm-hmm. curate our news feeds. That, that's, that's, that's muting, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. But now, but because you've, when you've added people so many times, because it used to be a space of a genuine care like it used to be it used to be be like actual people that you've connected with for the most part or even maybe you haven't but you can talk to them because they know it's a place where they want to talk to people Mm -hmm. instead it's a place where now it's more about i don't have to talk to you you can see my post and you can like my post and you can comment but i don't have to engage in conversation with you you know what i'm saying which is all right but if it's going to act as such i feel like that algorithm then needs to be as soon as you follow someone it's not an it's not an automatic that they show up on your news feed like because now to do that every time you add someone you should mute them right away until you've engaged in conversation with them you guys know each other then you could be like hey i actually want to regularly see their content mm-hmm. instead of waiting to the, to the point where you, instead of waiting to the point that you're aggravated or you feel shunned to meet like, them you, could you get it have, yeah, yeah yeah like uh, it would be cool if they had a feature where you can you can scale like from one to three like one being like Yes, I want you as a priority on my newsfeed. I want to make sure that you're showing up. Two being like, eh, kind of show up for me. And then three right. being, 
like eh, every once in a while come through but like definitely not in the prior first order or second order priority right and that, that but that would be a healthy way because for um for me <clears throat> i think not just for me i'm using myself as like i guess an ex- like a example i if i don't nowadays what i've been actively doing is actively searching people like i like that like let mm-hmm. me go to your page like specifically you let me check you out yeah. not wait for the point where i need you or not just wait for you to show up in my face. Because back then, when you needed to see your friend, what did you do? You got dressed, you left your house, you knocked on their door, you said, hey, what's up? Like you actively made sure, you took the effort to go and see them. Mm. And now we don't take the effort to even type people's name. We expect to show, if they don't show up on our newsfeed, it's like, then I guess you're not on my mind. Right. And that act can deteriorate certain certain human algorithms that should stay intact. Like, hey, I actively thought about you today, so I'm going to actively show you some love. I'm not going to wait till you're working on the project or I'm not going to wait for you to show up on my newsfeed or I'm not going to be like, well, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I could have searched you. It's not that serious. Um, And I know I'm sounding passionate about this, but what I like about me discovering this is that I realize, I'm realizing the small, minute ways in which um, algorithms create certain behavior patterns within us. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And prey upon certain personality types. Yeah, yeah. Just because I'm a guy doesn't mean that I want the most ex- sexually explicit women as my first four right. four little uh, story bubbles on Instagram. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and it, it can even prey on people who do seem depressed because it could start to show them certain people who are feeling great about themselves and. Not that that's a bad, not that, oh, you shouldn't show people who feel great about themselves. No, but they might not be in the best place to receive that energy quite well. Or let's say not even the people that feel great about themselves. That's the best, not the best way to explain it. But people who are advertising feeling great about themselves as it's an and might not actually be genuine. And so they might be like, purchase this to feel good about yourself. No, that's not how it works. Go outside. <laughs> Maybe if the algorithm was about that, like, hey, like, we sense this person is feeling sad, so let's show them pictures of outside. You so know? This is so that they can think feel how, like they can leave their house. This is making me think, like, how the algorithm is a computation, and it's essentially something very robotic, and it's very, like, one step, two step, three step, four, rather mm-hmm. than the, the freestyle nature of life, like how nature has no, like there's, there's no shapes in nature. Nature just grows. Even though nature does have an algorithm, I guess, I, like maybe we could touch on this, like on a future algorithm episode that we revisit the topic, but like the Fibonacci sequence and how like, mm-hmm. that exists in nature. But 
my point is is that like life doesn't necessarily happen in a robotic manner it, right like ro- robotic versus organic mm-hmm. you know like 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 we you know go outside when you say go outside it's like hey leave the parameters of the ones and zeros and the and the very binary choices and go outside and enter the chaotic flux of life where random things can happen and where your best self might show up because you might not know what it looks like until you experience it Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we, you know, that's the cool thing. Like our DNA has so much that's untapped. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the 144 um, lines of DNA that they, they say is dead code. Oh, I can't stand that. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. no. I, they I don't know what it is. Trash DNA. They call it trash DNA. I'm like, oh, Sway. Like, uh-huh. who are you? Like, to call it trash DNA. Like, no. This has gone through so many ancestors, so many of them. You know, it's not trash. You just don't understand my treasures, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the cool thing. Sometimes we need to just release control, you know, to, to kind of sum up all that we've said. I think we've said a lot of really fun things and um, things that can provide clarity, which is that algorithms exist, whether we know how or not they exist not just in computers in fact we have natural algorithms within us and we can fast to really be able to feel them and you know be able to um decode and create healthier algorithms right and we're more more in tune to like what we really are like i guess what 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 the like i guess what people say your true purpose is or like who you really are Right. Yeah. You know, I actually wanted to tap on that really, really quickly. Um, you said we can make it close to the last thing because this is getting almost long. Okay, <laughs> cool. Like, no, this very, is like, definitely hour, last. Hour and a half. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm guessing. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Hit it. Go ahead. Okay, cool. No, what I wanted to say was that um, I was just going to say, I was summarizing anyway. I just wanted to tap into the part where you were saying we can take like the parts certain algorithms we can learn to shake them off but then also we can learn to have better relationships with them um you know like the phones are can do a million and one things they can make you money they can make you lose money they can distract you from money you know but if you learn if you get a hold of yourself you can actually take something that once was you know not so good for you and wield it properly and allow it to be good for you like you what you once said amazingly once when you put me onto an app you said when you play some people play dumb games for dumb results stupid games for stupid results but you can play smart games for smart results right so same thing with algorithms you can either mess with ones that don't really help you or you could really mess with things that help finesse you is how you play those games so yeah that was my takeaway from this topic on algorithms and matrix <laughs> in the matrix as we unravel it for real i i like that a lot it's um it's kind of like maybe maybe it's not all wrong maybe it's not all junk dna but it's just more like change your relationship to it and maybe it'll change its form for you you know facts expression Mm -hmm. 
All right. So, okay. So th- this has been episode two. And we're going to be rocking and rolling right along to episode three next week. Stay tuned. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. And yes, stay tuned. Peace.